Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of The View Podcast, our podcast series on leaders in retail. I'm Akshara and I head customer marketing here at View.ai. Today's podcast guest is very, very interesting. She's an entrepreneur, a publicist, and a philanthropist. I'm very, very excited to introduce you to our podcast guest, Jordana Guimarães. With over 15 years of experience in the marketing and public relations industry, she's our ideal guest. Jordana recently co-founded Fashion Innovation, a platform that's showcasing innovations in technology that are shaping the fashion industry. She's extremely passionate about causes around sustainability and women empowerment. She recently authored her first book titled It Can Be You that focuses on giving face to homelessness via fashion initiatives. Welcome, Jordana. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Great. Um, so we know you've been working on a lot of incredible things, but before we even get to fashion innovation, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this space. Yeah, so it's actually, I have a really um, unconventional story with how I came in about this business, how I came into the business. Um, I actually, you know, I was never really um, very much into the school system because I've always been kind of like, I like to learn things at my own pace and also learn things that I'm interested in. But just to, you know, learn something to learn something is not something that I really, you know, it's not really in my core. Right. Um, and when I was 18 and after high school, um, I decided not to go to college and I started working in a lot of different industries uh, from the banking industry to the uh, real estate industry to the hospital industry. So I, I worked in a lot of different facets of different industries uh, until I was 22, so for four years. And one thing that I found a commonality, the one thing that I liked about every job that I had was the part, you know, when it came to people, communications, um, just trying to figure out, you know, how to create social impact surrounding jobs that I had and jobs that I do. Um, and so that's how I came about uh, finding out about marketing and public relations, which is really what started me in this realm of the fashion industry. And so when I came about marketing and PR, I decided that that's what I wanted to pursue after doing jobs that had really nothing to do with that. Um, and I got my first position to be the public relations director for Nina Ricci, Porsche Design, Lanza, a lot of really huge brands. Um, oh, it was wow. actually a company. Yeah, it was a company that held the licenses for all of these brands. And the way that I got the job, which is even more ironic because I really had no experience, um, was that I emailed the president of the company. And I was a, it was a very honest email. It just pretty much said that I've never done fashion. I've never worked in public relations. But I knew that through my experiences with other jobs and other industries that I had and through me excelling at those positions, that I knew that I could do this job. And the president of the company emailed me back and said that even though he found it very bizarre to receive an email of the sort, right. he was very intrigued. <laughs> but he was very intrigued and then he wanted to meet me. And so I remember I went back to, uh, I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought the book uh, PR for Dummies. And this is a true story. It's very random, but it's true. And I right. read, I think PR I read for an Dummies. article about it. I think I read an article yeah. about it. Um, I think yeah. <laughs> part of the story was this person got their job uh, at Porsche reading a book called PR for Dummies. And I was like, wow, yes. that's so interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. Um, so yeah, so I read that book and then I went to the meeting with this president of this huge organization. And I remember he told me something that always sticks with me to this day and I use it for everything. 
after we spoke for about an hour, he looked at me and he said, look, you can learn a lot through reading books, going to school, blah, blah, blah. But he said, passion is something that comes from within. He said, and when you speak about wanting to do this, I feel the passion and I see the shine in your eye. And he's like, so I want to give you the job, but I'm not going to pay you. You're going to work for free for three months. And if you can figure it out, we'll talk. And so I took the job, and that's really what started my whole journey. Um, when I was doing public relations for all of these amazing brands and meeting amazing individuals and always having to come up with an angle to pitch a story, it was just very exciting for me. And so shortly after that, I started my own marketing agency and public relations agency, and I did that for about 15 years. But I always like to give back, and social impact was a big thing for me. Like, I really genuinely love people. It's really what drives me to do everything that I do today. Right. And so I started to give back a lot for different organizations like Make-A-Wish and F Cancer and a lot of actually associations with cancer awareness. Um, and then about three years ago, I got pregnant um, with my first baby. And that's when I decided to start my own philanthropy project, which is how the book which is now being published, came about, titled It Can Be Used to Give a Face to Homelessness. But because all I've known was fashion for 15 years, I said, let me use what I know, which is the fashion industry, and try to do something with that to give a face to homelessness. And so I decided since social media is such a huge thing, such a technology that really evolved and changed the industry in so many ways, I decided to use the voices of the strong fashion influencers that the millennials and the Gen X really pay attention to everything they do from what they eat to what they wear to where they go and use their voices to start talking about struggles in their lives to then correlate those stories with stories of people that are homeless today so that people see the similarities but also what separates the two people. And I created a hashtag on this social media project titled It Can Be You. And this is what the book is titled now. So with all of that being said, it's a long, <laughs> long journey. Um, I then, with having the experience of 15 years in public relations and the book and the whole social impact behind everything that I do, my husband, he's always been in entrepreneurship his entire life with uh, innovation. It's companies with innovations and he always helped them internationalize. And so when we met and we had our babies, we have two now, a year ago when we were sitting down with the two babies at home trying to figure out, you know, because I was working a lot outside of the house, he was working a lot outside of the house, we said, what if we bring in the entrepreneurship, the innovation aspect, the fashion industry, and we create like a platform where we can talk about all of these things combined, but bringing in the technology component, which is something that we're seeing that is really changing everything nowadays. And so we came up with Fashion Innovation only a year ago, which is crazy due to how fast it's grown. Um, and that's really our whole purpose is not only to showcase innovations via ways of technology that are shaping the fashion industry, but also to be able to use the platform and use these huge moguls that we're bringing on board to speak about these different thematics to also create awareness for social impact causes. Um, so yeah, that's where I am today. Wow, that's a pretty long journey, but very, very <laughs> exciting and full of, you know, very relevant experience, especially for something like fashion innovation. Um, you know, I would like Thank you to talk to me a little bit more about 
Um, what has really been your aim with fashion innovation? You know, because I know it was launched very successfully at New York Fashion Week last year. And mm-hmm. uh, I read somewhere and I believe that your just your initial emails around the concept um, garnered a lot of attention of C-level execs at, you know, DVF, Louis Vuitton, Google, yeah. CFTA. And I mean, that's incredible because in just a month's time, you seem to have brought on over 30 speakers as confirmed participants at Fashion Innovation. So what was the narrative you were looking to build through these conversations with all of these retail experts? So I think that, you know, when we put this together a year ago, and like you said, the very interesting thing to us is that with only like a week of having the idea just in our heads without having a website, without having anything to show, we just cold emailed all of these huge people that you just mentioned and the founder of Shopify and the partner at IBM and all of these other individuals and um, and a lot of also brands like Ministry of Supply, Universal Standard, Osplin. And the interesting thing is that the responses were coming in within 24 hours and not only were they coming in, but they were coming in with a, yes, I want to participate, I want to speak. Um, and so when that was happening and Again, they didn't know us. They, there was no website to look at. They had no idea about anything. All we did was write the concept of our idea in an email. The fact that the responses were coming in so quickly with all of these huge people wanting to speak at our event um, was kind of like, it was a light bulb moment that it wasn't yeah, just an event. Yeah, I mean, event, it seems like such rather, an eye-opener, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it made us realize that it wasn't just going to be an event, but rather what we had was our business in our hands, you know, because... We thought about it and we said, all these people obviously are hungry to talk about this. They have a need to want to know about new technologies that maybe they don't know of yet that they can use to, you know, just make their presence and their brand stronger or whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's AI, customization. And when you look at all the trends now that are happening in the industry, I think that most of them, which we see, which is sustainability, um, new manufacturing uh, processes, e-commerce, um, AI with like virtual fitting rooms and so much more. Um, I think that all of these things like brands, they know that they need to jump on the technology bandwagon if they're going to stay alive because it's just, it's the way that the world is evolving, right? With everything. Um, and so I think that, this, I think we kind of, we came in at the right time when no one else really was had like fulfilling that need specifically. And so I think that that's why we grew so fast from day one. Right. And can you tell me, you know, some of the biggest moments that you really felt were very impactful, like things that you remember that happened that, you know, the last couple of fashion innovation conferences, things that really struck you in terms of what's going on in retail today, what these leaders and experts are talking about what are the concerns where is retail headed yeah so um i would say that so i'm trying so the first thing is that we had the directors of nasa at our first event um and it was really interesting to see just how much brands and retailers that are fashion retailers are using nasa inspired or nasa like products to be able to evolve their collection or to evolve whatever it is that they're doing with technology. There's a lot of things that NASA is doing in the fashion industry and people like when you say, when you say NASA fashion, they're like, what? But there's a lot. Um, That's one thing that we learned, um, which was really cool. 
I think the second thing was the whole like virtual fitting room aspect because retailers, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people end up ordering right online, whether it's like Zara, H&M and all of that. And I think that the whole like, you know, getting the wrong size when you order something, one is bad for like, like stocks to just be left, you know, in stores and not Absolutely. bought or not sold. And even returns, returns are horrible. And so when you use AI for something to get the exact measurement of that person when they're shopping, not only does it take away a pain point in the retail fashion industry, but it also like gives us a lot more to look forward when it comes to sustainability, right? Because you're not shipping in and out different boxes aside from like clothing that gets returned and sometimes gets passed away and all of that type of stuff. So I think that AI is something that really was an eye opener with how much it's coming out and how many people are doing different as like different categories of it. Um, so that's been really cool to see. And I also think uh, we've seen a lot of like customization, like even in retail shops, like a lot of brands, a lot of companies starting to look how to customize things, particularly to a certain client. Um, I think people don't want to just come in and just buy masks anymore, or be a part of the masses. They want to be unique. Right. Um, and so I think that that's something else that we've seen a lot. So there's like a trend with those three things um, that we just see over and over and over again at our conferences, ways of technology. Right. I think uh, it's really exciting that you said something about sustainability. Uh, I remember meeting you at Fashion Week. And even then we were talking a lot about how sustainability is a big passion of yours. Uh, I feel like sustainability, while sometimes I'd argue it's become a buzzword, there's also some very real aspects to it, right? Uh, it's happening at a product level, it's happening at a business impact level, and it's also happening at a consumption level. Uh, we can't really say that people aren't being sustainable just because they aren't applying it at every aspect of their life, but it's definitely something that people are very actively paying attention to these days. How does roping in tech titans like NASA and Jacquard by Google help you put um, sustainability as a concept in the spotlight? How do you shed attention on something that's so essential as a topic for people right now to be talking about? Yeah, so I think that like sustainability, right, it could encompass a lot of things. I think when you say, you know, oh, you know, I'm for sustainability, it doesn't have to be that everything you have and everything you do is fully organic and fully sustainable. I think right. there's different ways to do it. Um, I think like, you know, for example, there is a global fashion exchange. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but what they do is they use an online portal um, where they create uh Swap exchanges is what they call them all over the world in these like major events, but they do it all online. So the way that you like, if you, let's say you're doing an event in, uh, in India and you want to bring in the global fashion exchange, everything you do is online. So via technology, and then you are able to set up a swap exchange in your city where you go in, you give three pieces of clothing that you don't use anymore. You get three tickets and you get somebody else's three pieces that they brought that they don't want anymore. And those are your new and yours that you gave away, somebody else takes and it's their new. So it's a way of like, you know, exchanging clothing. So the clothing doesn't have to be sustainable, but the fact that you're passing it on right. and your garbage is becoming someone else's treasure, that's one. Absolutely. Then you have, you know, yeah, then you have a lot of people when it comes to customization and bespoke, 
when you customize something and it's something that's like long lasting and it's something that's good quality, you're not going to customize or bespoke a million pieces of something. You're going to have one piece, but that one piece is going to last you 20, 30 years if you take care of it. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be sustainable fabric, but just the fact that it's one piece instead of 10 and it's customized and it's bespoke to you is something that you're going to keep for a much longer time. So it's not going to generate as much pollution when you're buying in the masses. So that's the second way that we're seeing that. Third way is just via technology, you know, like we talk about AI with the virtual fitting rooms. It's not so much about the clothing that they return, but it's the boxes and boxes that get returned. I think it's like 40% of purchases in the U.S. get returned. That's a lot. Um, And then it becomes with like all those boxes that are going in and out, in and out. I mean, just I think it's like I don't want to say the wrong number, so I'm not going to quote it. But I just heard it recently. It's in the billions um, when it comes to like. Uh, just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, um, you know, I think there's different ways that technology is solving a lot of the pain points when it comes to ways to be sustainable. And then there's, of course, you know, just being fully sustainable with the type of fabric that's being used or where it's coming from and all of that. But I think it's technology is doing wonders in that, in that realm for sure. I completely agree with you. Um, I feel like sustainability is something that can also be a very judgmental thing and it doesn't have to be because people can apply it at all levels um, and like you very rightly pointed out I don't think that just doing something at a fabric level means that you know you're being sustainable it can also mean in how you invest in your clothing how you buy things how you shop for stuff even the rental and resale model right now is so pro-sustainability because it allows you to increase uh, the longevity of an item it allows you to it allows you to reduce wastage and uh, it helps you be a lot more conscious as a shopper so yeah completely on the same page and I agree that we don't always have to label just the fabric and just the ingredient and the process sustainable it can also be just the way businesses are being built just how conscious we're being as shoppers and as companies and retailers yes yeah Absolutely. So, you know, you know, I'd yeah. love to kind of move on um, a little bit to talk about your book, It Can Be You. Uh, and you yeah. kind of take on humanizing homelessness and raising awareness about the issue in your book. So can you tell us, um, you know, what kind of topics you're exploring um, in the book? Yeah. Yeah. So the book, um, what I did is three years ago, I raised over $10,000 on GoFundMe and we created a street team and we went out in Manhattan and we gave out meals to thousands of homeless individuals and we got their stories of how they wound up on the streets as we gave them a meal. And then what we did is we got 50 of the top influencers in fashion on social media to come on board as ambassadors and share their stories of struggle and how they overcame those struggles to be where they are today. And then on, in the book, each page, you'll have the story of the influencer's struggle and how they overcame it. And right underneath their story, you have the story of someone who's homeless today. And it shows you just how similar their struggles were. But at the end, what circumstance one had that the other didn't, that separates the two. And that's why it's called It Can Be You. Just It's kind of a, it's a way to be, you know, a lot of people have a stigma, which you know, maybe I've even been guilty of in the past once or twice, but you look at someone and you say, oh, 
they're asking for money, they're going to buy drugs, they're going to buy alcohol, especially the older generation. I feel like they either, you know, they think, oh, they can just get up and get a job. But it's not that easy when you really listen to the stories. And I think the reason why I wrote the book is because in order for the problem to be solved, first, people have to have compassion towards it and understand it. Until you understand the problem, there's no way you can fix it. Mm -hmm. And so that that was kind of like my purpose with the book. Um, And I'm really excited to say that I got a publishing deal just recently, which super exciting to go into bookstores and all. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm really excited to have that come out because I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how people are going to kind of like relate to it and if people are going to buy it and what's going to be the, the feedback. So it's, it's really exciting for sure. Wow. Definitely sounds like there's a lot of, um, you know, exciting stuff going on. And I think there could be a lot that comes out of uh, how people respond to this, because I think it's, Thank I think you. it's interesting as to how, and do you have, um, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, a little bit more about, you know, the strong kind of fashion element that you're looking at applying Um, to these initiatives over time? Yeah, so I think like, you know, it started off with the fashion influencers in the book. Um, I think that ideally what I would love to do is when I sell my first thousand books, um, I want to take all of those proceeds and I want to start helping homeless individuals, but I don't want to just write a check to a shelter and just say, here is a donation because you don't know where that goes. What I want to do is I want to be able to help like take an actual individual that I meet on the streets if they want the help eventually get designers to like you know design like different maybe like a collection that we can give to this like group of homeless individuals to get them like a job interview there's like different ways I think when it comes to donations of clothing and things like that that we all need you know we all have to put our best foot forward when we're going to a job interview So those type of things I think would be really cool to do. Another thing I think also is maybe doing some type of like a documentary, maybe getting a really big designer that has the same passion for helping the homeless or giving a face as as I do. And then maybe doing some type of a documentary where we can have them help one person specifically and kind of document that journey via like a documentary. Um, So there's like a lot of plans you know, a lot of things that I think I could do eventually with this. But first, it's like baby steps. I have to sell the first thousand right. to then get the proceeds to then. But I think yeah. the fashion industry, because a lot of people, you know, when you say the fashion industry helping the homeless, I've had a lot of podcast interviews where they tell me, really, does the fashion industry really care about the homeless? Right, right. I see that, you know, and it's kind of, and it's sad, you know, that people would think that the fashion industry is that like vague and that just kind of, not caring about these types of situations because I think that they really do, but I just think that they don't have an opportunity to help. But I think if something comes up where it makes sense for them, like when it makes sense with their brand for them to collaborate and help in some way, I find it hard to believe that, you know, just because they're in the fashion industry, they wouldn't want to. I think the opposite. I think if they're given the right opportunity, I think that they would do it. So because there's so many people in fashion that are doing amazing things, not only for fashion, but also to change the world. Um, And again, talking about inclusivity, sustainability, transparency, storytelling, these are all things that we're seeing the fashion industry to like take a turn and change towards the better for. So it's, it's something that I definitely think that, you know, people have a wrong stigma. We talk about the stigma with the homeless. I think the stigma with the fashion industry also has to be adapted a little bit because I think people don't have the best light of it when they think of the fashion industry. 
Right, absolutely. And I think what you're doing is really amazing in creating awareness and social impact. And it's definitely challenging, but it's also very, very rewarding um, to see the kind of social impact that these types of fashion initiatives can create. Uh, I feel like we might have talked about this in New York, but um, a company called Mercado Global comes to mind because I know for a fact that they help Guatemalan women, um, you know, they create international sales opportunities. They provide sustainable, you know, income earning opportunities for a lot of women there, typically rural artisans. Uh, so they do a lot of back training workshops, design workshops, and really enable and empower these women. So I really feel like initiatives like this around the world can really shed some light on how fashion can create social impact. So completely uh, agree with you there. And I think the work you're doing is fabulous. So I really hope to see the kind of initiatives that you're going to be doing. And I will be following you very closely. Um, but in India, in Delhi, working with a specific firm um, in Delhi and working with this group of amazing, very talented women to create these pieces that she eventually wants to get a designer to bring onto their collection so that she can build schools to help women learn how to sew so that they ha they're given more opportunities and they can make money to provide for their family and have a better living situation. So I think any time you can tie, you know, social impact to what you do, whether, I mean, we're talking about fashion specifically, but whatever industry you're in, I think that everything is, is better. Everything is more fruitful. It's more rewarding. And it just makes the person happier to work every day because you know that you're, you know, being a little, like you're being that one, you're helping that 1% of the world get better. No one is going to change the world by themselves, but if everybody is a little bit, I think we can go a lot further. And I think the fashion industry is one of the biggest industries. So why not use that industry to like really create impact? Because everybody wears clothes. Everybody likes fashion, whether, whatever their style is, you know? So um, yeah, that's why I think the more we can use fashion for the good, the better. Absolutely. I think, you know, we're heading towards a world that's got to be a lot more responsible in how they build their businesses and how they build their models mm -hmm. because we can't just think about you know just being a consumerist society anymore we have to think of the social impact fully and collectively just as businesses and as an industry so absolutely on the yeah. same page with you you know um that's fantastic yeah. jordana i feel like we covered a lot um i want to do a really quick rapid fire with you um you know just think of the first thing that comes to your mind and tell us, uh, you know, what you feel about it. Okay. okay? So I'm going to start off with, um, what is the one thing that you think fashion businesses absolutely need to adopt right now? Something that's just a no brainer. Some kind of sustainability component. I keep going back to that, but I would say work on whatever you can. It doesn't have to be fully sustainable because that's really hard to change in a business model, but do something towards that direction um, and definitely have some type of social impact if you don't already, which I think most companies do. Um, and definitely make sure that you're on top of what the latest technologies are because that's, you need technology to evolve, like that we're in that world right now and that's necessary. So I would say those three things. In your opinion, what's the one brand in fashion retail that's really nailing their customer experience just from every angle? really thinking of the customer, making them feel super good about themselves, and you're really feeling like they're standing out because of what they're doing. 
I have to say Diane von Furstenberg, and it might sound cliche because maybe a lot of people think of that, but I just think she's so amazing because she never lost who she is in the process of building her brand to today. And even who she hires has the same like mindset that she does and the whole hashtag in charge that she created about recently, I think it was, but it just, when you put on her clothes, you feel in charge, you feel like empowered. You are what you, it kind of just makes you the woman that you are. Um, And I just think that she's she's an amazing example as a woman, as an entrepreneur, and her brand is incredible. And she's always, always making sure that customers are number one and that it's like the best satisfaction when you shop in her store or do anything with her brand. So I would say Diane von Furstenberg, she nailed it from the beginning and she's still nailing it to today. Okay. And now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just throw out some words at you and then you can tell me what your very, very brief opinion is on each of those. Okay. So um, Mm -hmm. tell me, um, what do you think about store closures around the world right now? I think that it's going to keep happening unless people start changing things quickly, uh, make things more exciting. And yeah, it's going to keep happening. It's just a lot of things are changing and that you, I I can't, this is a longer thing, but if I have to be brief, I would say start like adapting, start thinking differently, do different business models. Otherwise you're going to be the next person to close because unfortunately there's a lot changing in that realm. Right. People keep saying retail isn't dead, boring retail is. So what are your thoughts on that? Agree 100%. That goes back to what I just said with make sure that you change something within what you're doing. If you're just a regular retailer selling in the masses, you're going to not be around for much longer. Try to make something exciting, something new, do some kind of demo. People like hands-on experiences. Just think outside the box and, again, use technologies that are there to help you make that happen. What role do you think um, AI plays in the future of fashion? Oh, my God, a huge role. I think that we're going to start seeing it more and more and more. And like I said, it all goes back to everything that's happening online with the different e-commerce strategies, the virtual fitting rooms, um, just a lot of different things that AI is able to do now. Um, I think it's going to play a huge role. It's already playing a big role, but it's going to just evolve from here for sure. All right. Um, can you tell us maybe a couple of books or things that people should definitely read and um, kind of stay in tune with uh, when it comes to things like sustainability and everything that's happening in retail right now? What are books that have really kind of opened up your mind to those topics and that whole world of the future of retail? So I'm going to tell you one book specifically just because I just read it and I'm really becoming a little bit obsessed with her. Her name is Tone Goodman. Um, She was one of the directors at Vogue and she just stepped down from her role. Um, She has her book out now, which is called Point of View. Um, And it's just amazing because she's been in the industry forever. And she's actually really thinking heavily now on sustainability. I just recently read an article on her where she's talking about possibly wanting to create the first mass market mainstream sustainable uh, collection with Ralph Lauren. That was kind of like a joking quote that she said recently, but I see that as something that will happen because she's such a powerhouse and her book is amazing. So that's the most recent book that I've even had time to read, but I fell in love with it. So Point of View by Tone Goodman, I think is incredible. 
Fantastic. I think that kind of brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, I had a fantastic time talking to you, Jordana. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. And I love what you guys are doing. And thank you so much for having me. I really feel honored.